Is it true that there's more to the destruction of that meteor? I hear there's unreleased footage that's stored at the Mossdeep Space Center. Are we going there? That's crazy! The security's super tight! If you're not a little crazy, you'll never get the big scoop. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where a mysterious trainer wandering through the woods and his chancy talk about anime. Her chancy? We're two dudes, though. Oh. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Ha! He's blue! I'm Ray. He's sad. He's Ray. And I'm red. Because I'm angry. I'm Andy. And uh, it's... <laughs> uh, red's the color of rage, right? Sure. <laughs> hey. or, or murder. Oh, yeah. Well, first comes rage, then comes murder. Red Rob. Yes. Hey, how's it going today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's the... Kind of the, the, the pipeline sort of thing here, where I'm heading down the... The rabbit hole? The rabbit hole of, like, almost being done with work. I've got... Eight more work days to get through, and then I have a summer vacation. Then I can get back to things like writing Shadowvane episodes and streaming and having a life and 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 and, and yeah, stuff like that. So if a black guy shows up with a red and a blue pill, which one would you take? Uh, I don't know. You know, you're going down the rabbit hole. That yes, I get the reference. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, Ray, we don't have an episode of uh, Trigon this week. Nope. Nope. We had some problems getting together. We have the episode mostly done. We just have to record the nerd news segment. So instead of us doing a random nerd news together and then switching over to Josh and Bill and myself, we decided to do another episode of Pokemon Generations. And speaking of nerd news, I have some. Ah, wait, wait. We're talking about nerd news? Okay, go for it. Nice segue. Very smooth like silk. (laughs) <laughs> Pokemon just released uh, new codes this month for uh, some Mega Evolution Stones, and there's actually four of them. The code is Azul, A-Z-U-L. Oh. With that code, you'll get Houndoomanite. I had very difficulty saying that. Uh, I, you know, I, can, it. I can understand that. You did a very good job. I'm S- proud of you. The next is Steelixite, Pidgeotite, and last one is Heracronite. Um, there currently is no end date for them, so all you have to do is get into your uh, mystery gift area. And yep, and do it by code, right? Codes, yep. yep. Okay, A-Z-U-L. So, I hear you have something else for Pokemon, right? GameStop is releasing some uh, card codes. Yeah, what are these not, card codes for this time? They are for uh, Lycanroc, the Midnight Form. Oh, nice. Um, they actually started this Monday on May 15th, and they last until June 5th, so go out and get one. Cool. And it comes with the the hidden ability No Guard. What does that do? Do you know? It doesn't allow for any moves to be guarded against. So basically every attack has to hit. Nice. So like... Between both opponent and 
Oh, so like in competitive play, when people use things like protect, it wouldn't matter. Yes, it wouldn't matter. Each attack has to hit. That's kind of cool, actually. So if you do not have Pokemon Moon, and instead you have Pokemon Sun, especially, this would be a really good one to go and pick up. Definitely, and you could basically complete your Pokedex Pokedex if you didn't have that form of it. That's pretty cool. And the the Moon form is actually the cooler of the two, because it is the really neat sort of like werewolf uh, kind of form. So I think it's a, it's a pretty neat Pokemon. Go check that out. I don't know. Typically, GameStop will hold those for a couple weeks, and then they'll run through them pretty quick. So go pick up yours today. And speaking of that, we actually have to go pick up ours. Soon, yes, we so, do. We'll hopefully go um, by this weekend sometime and pick that up. Uh, my nerd news has nothing to do with Pokemon this week. and has everything to do with... Dildos. No. With a comedy that changed the landscape of television. SNL? No, but that is a good answer. Melissa McCarthy is Sean Spicer? No, although I watched that today That's and this week it was hilarious as hell. <laughs> Sean Spicer making out with Donald Trump. Definitely worth watching. It sounds disgusting, but it was Melissa McCarthy and uh, Alec, Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Thank you. I feel like you got choked up when you tried to say I that. I did, I did, <laughs> because the, the real thought kind of made me throw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> Or maybe it made you salivate because you wanted to kiss uh, No, I'm talking about a show that I love. Any guesses? Sailor Moon. That is not a comedy. I mean, it's oh. a comedy. <laughs> well, it's animated uh... comedy, I suppose. No, Roseanne. No, oh, really? Roseanne, one of my favorite television shows of all time, is now going to be getting an eight-episode season in 2018 on ABC. Will it have the original cast members in It'll it? It'll have all the original cast members from what I hear, uh, with the exception of Becky's boyfriend or husband, uh, because I believe he's dead in real life. I believe he had died. He oh. passed away. So, yeah, Mark. His, uh, I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head, but I think the actor had passed on. As far as I know, all the actors are on board. John Goodman, so Roseanne Barr. Uh, you have, I, they haven't said whether or not they're going to get the original Becky. Hopefully so. Maybe they'll get the, the second Becky in as well, just for, for good times. Oh, I forgot there was a second Yeah, Becky. there was two Beckys, right? He like had a, a horrible accident and had plastic surgery. Yes. Uh, no, she's the character who's on, um, who's on Scrubs, actually, the second Becky. Like, oh, to play, to play yes, her on Scrubs. I remember now. Yeah. Yep, well, yep. not play Becky on no, Scrubs, but yeah. play the character on Scrubs. Yep. Wanted to kind of note also how there's been a lot of backlash to this. And the biggest reason is people are arguing, but Dan's dead. Because if you remember season eight, the last episode of season eight during spoilers. Well, this show's been out since the nineties. Yeah, but I don't think I I know this. You don't know this, really? I didn't watch it all the way through. Dan has a heart attack uh, on the day of Darlene's wedding to David, and season nine. Yeah, season nine. Yeah, season nine starts with him recovering, and. In that season, that's the season where a lot of really, really weird shit happens, and I'd almost like to forget about season nine. Season nine was just <laughs> way out there. But essentially, it's revealed in the very last episode of Roseanne, spoilers, that Dan was dead. And all the weird things that happened in season nine were ways for Roseanne to write about and cope with, like, kind of losing Dan. So I'm hoping that... You know, they just kind of ignore that happened. I think they should, there's a really good opportunity for maybe a little bit of some good comedy. Dan just walks in on the first scene and everyone just like stares at him and he's like, what? Look at you, you've seen a ghost or something like that, you <laughs> maybe know? he's really a ghost. And then, yeah, and then and just kind of move on from there and just make it one joke. Oh, he could totally uh, Bruce Willis Sixth Sense it. Oh, there you go. I'm, I could buy, I'd buy that. So, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be an eight episode run on ABC next year. So I am extremely, extremely looking forward to this. 
I don't know if it's going to be in the fall yet. I don't think they've given a very specific date. All I've seen is 2018. So I'll definitely be looking out for that. Cool. Yeah. And now today on the show, we're going to review two, not one, not three, not 72. So we're going to review two episodes tonight. We're going to review episode nine, The Scoop, and episode 10, The Old Chateau. So are you ready for these two episodes of Pokemon Generations? I'm so ready. I think we're actually there, what, are 18 episodes? So after today's, we'll be past the halfway point. Yep, that's That's right. That's pretty cool. Over half. Over half, absolutely. So uh, let's start with episode nine, The Scoop. We open with a shot in space. We're lost in space, Ray. Beep, boop, boop, boop. And we get a CGI, a bad CGI shot of a meteor. Hurtling toward Earth, or whatever this planet it is called. kind of looked like a Garbodor. I couldn't tell. Uh, I think it was. I think it was, I think it was a, G- a CGI of a Garbodor. Is this the Sailor Moon R movie? Like, is, this, is this basically what's happening? I this, think is, so. This is heading toward Earth, and we're now going to, like, Sailor Moon's going to show up and, and fight Fiore. I think so. Okay, cool. Totally. No, actually, what we get instead is a glowing Rayquaza flying up from the planet Earth to meet head-on into this awful... Garbodor CGI meteor. <laughs> Did you say Mega Rayquaza? Uh, no, it's I didn't totally actually. A mega Rayquaza. It is a totally a Mega Rayquaza. And if you are not familiar with this, do you want to explain what like what this storyline comes from? When I was before Pokemon Sun and Moon out in a previous episode, I explained that I played through this exact event in Alpha Sapphire. Yes. Um. So that's what I know it from because I've never played Ruby and Sapphire, mm-hmm. the originals. Yeah. Um. So I really liked what they did with this event and um how they even portrayed it in this episode. Mm-hmm. So basically, you are the Pokemon trainer on top of. Rayquaza, and they basically destroy the asteroid and find a Pokemon embedded inside of it. And the asteroid was bent on destroying the Earth, and so the trainer and Mega Rayquaza reach the Sky Pillar, I believe. I think that might be right. And do battle with Deoxys. Okay. It's it's one of those things that I never played through that storyline. I know that when I finished with uh, Pokemon uh, Omega Ruby, I saw the cutscene from the uh, from the Moss Deep uh, Space Center. And uh, yeah, maybe after watching this, I'll want to go and actually go back and play that. And the event, that event is post-Elite 4. Yes. Yes, it is. So, uh, really good one, by the way. And I believe that the storyline is just awesome. Uh, at least I thought so. Okay. Now, maybe I'll go back and play that over, you know, in eight days, eight, after eight work days, and I'm back and I'm free. Maybe they could have done even a little more explanation, though, behind, uh, I won't spoil it, but one of the the secret characters. Right. Absolutely. Well, so we, we get this shot, and then we go from there to the moon. Not on the moon, but a picture of the moon <laughs> off in the distance. And we see then a Linoon and then a tower. It's the uh, space shuttle, Mastiff Space Station. Yes. Or center. Uh, two people are inside, actually sneaking in, and they're trying to break into some files. We find out one of the names, I believe, that we find out specifically in here is Gabby. And then uh, looking into the game, uh, this is Gabby and Ty, two characters that can be found in Ruby, Sapphire, or Emerald. Uh, they're actually players that go around and interview you in the game. So when you do certain things and and kind of reach certain parts of the game, they hear about what you do and they rush after you. They have to fight them in a a kind of a two-on-two battle. But then uh, after that battle, they interview you and you can input your responses about certain kind of moments from the game. And they're from Marvel TV. Yes, they are. And I believe they're in 
uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire as well. I do believe they are. I think they're in both, absolutely. Because that's what I re- recall putting my responses in for, too. Yep. So they're trying to sneak in and get footage of what we saw at the very beginning. We cut away kind of a flashback to the television studio, and we get a couple of really cool little Pokemon cameos. I really like this. We get a Ninjask. We also get my favorite one of them is a cast form who is actually there with the weatherman. And if you don't know cast form, cast form has four different forms based on the weather. And that's just, that was just a really cool little Easter egg there. Just like, it's kind of neat to think that like, of course you'd have a cast form there, like helping out with the weather. Yeah, it just makes sense. It goes back to the whole, we use Pokemon all the time and even for, unfortunately, like utility tools, Mm -hmm. you know, but they're like, kind of like pets with special abilities. We saw that in the first episode. We talked about that a lot. And when they were breaking in the Giovannis. Yeah, and it was kind of like they had the Pokemon SWAT team with the Magnetite and mm-hmm. the Arcanine. We also get one more Pokemon sort of little uh, little cameo when a Loudred is walking by. Carrying a speaker. Which is the greatest <laughs> thing. I love that yeah, so I like much. Yeah, that. And he's like right up in your face, but as a side-scrolling type thing. Yes. Uh, Gabby, one of the female reporter, talks about this meteor. And Ty, who's the cameraman says that there must be more information at the Moss Deep Space Center. So Gabby says, yeah, sure, let's go. And Ty's just kind of like, seriously, we're, we're going to go? And she's like, yeah, if you're if you're going to get ahead in this place, you know, in this business, you've got to be willing to go out there to get the scoop. Dropping the title of the episode right there. We cut back to these two breaking in and trying to get the information. And they are typing on a really bizarre keyboard, which yeah. we weren't able to identify the keys. It didn't look like Japanese, but... I'm not sure. We don't um, read or write Japanese. Japanese. So, so it, I guess it could be some form of Japanese maybe that we just don't know. I don't know. Uh, and uh, do you notice what Ty is wearing? A Rotom shirt. That's so badass. Yeah, it was. So cool. I, know you really I want a Rotom shirt. I would I'm wear sure that. Have it. I would wear that exact shirt. <laughs> Absolutely. We cut away to a bunch of science guys sitting in a room staring at TV screens. Is this... Is this normal for scientists? Do they just sit and stare at screens? I feel like in every movie and like every piece of media, like when there's something like this going on, they're just like staring at giant televisions, just staring, not doing anything until something goes wrong and they go, oh, blinking lights and, and beeping noises. Well, I mean, think about NASA. It's kind of modeled after the whole NASA mission control. I Center. guess, yeah. I guess you're right. So maybe this is normal. It just seems weird to me that they're just sitting staring and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, something is going on. They just get up calmly and... Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, walk away. We go back to Gabby and Ty and they are starting, they find the video and they start uploading it to a flash drive. Well, while that's going on, we get a scene where she pulls up the video and watches it as it downloads. And while she's watching it, she sees on there... Kind of what we saw from the opening scene. It's Mega Rayquaza, and she says, is he being ridden by a trainer? Which is obviously the trainer, uh, main character from Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. Yep, and the trainer is wearing a spacesuit, so you can't see the face or anything. Which keeps with what we've seen throughout, Um, right? Trying to kind of mask the main characters here. She watches the video, and at that point, Deoxys shows up, looking totally badass. At first he starts out, he or she or it, starts out as just a kind of a purplish outline triangle. Yeah, that was really cool animation. around in space, yeah. just kind of like bouncing. And then uh, out comes Deoxys, and the eye, they did really good detail on the mm-hmm. eyes, because you just get this feeling like, wow, this thing looks evil, it's probably going to do some damage. Yeah, now this is the one that, like, 
is kind of is it supposed to be based off like po- like a like genetics or dna yeah i believe the kind of like helix the double DNA. helix right yeah because it's got that kind of like the twisted yeah, arms that kind of twist DNA on themselves deoxyribose ah okay ah interesting so what is the connection do you know what the connection is then between like why is rayquaza and this like dna fighting is there like a reason behind it like in scientific theory many scientists think that the earth was populated by life forms that inhabited asteroids. Okay. And so once they hit and combined with, you know, the elements on Earth, they started to form life. Oh. So I I think that's kind of how they're trying to portray it. Yeah, because he's flying in with this, like, meteor. And it makes sense. Deoxys, deoxyribose nucleic acid is DNA. So... Huh. That's really cool. That's your, sci- that's your fun fact science corner, as Night Vale would say. Uh, don't, don't, don't. Please don't uh, come after us, Nightfall. We love you. Uh, oh, I thought you said Bill Nye. I'm like, Bill Nye's cool. Well, Bill, Bill Nye's pretty cool. Uh, so we we get this really cool fight, and the trainer drops down into a satellite and just watches it. And we I noticed at the very end of watching this a second time that he actually, Deoxys, changes forms throughout this entire thing. And I didn't realize, because I don't know much about Deoxys, you apparently know a lot more than I do, just is that... Deoxys actually has specific combat forms. Uh, Deoxys actually has an attack, a defense, and a speed form. And if you look that up, the pictures of that, like, they look very different. And he goes into all three of those forms throughout this battle with Rayquaza. So I thought that was really, really neat. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Uh, we get a really cool battle, a lot of back and forth blasting and defending. Uh, my favorite kind of spot is when Rayquaza tries to use, I, I guess it's probably like a... Some sort of like, what, what's a dragon beam? Like hyper beam maybe? Or like dragon breath or some sort of attack? He actually has a move that he needs to have. So the only way you can get Mega Rayquaza is if he has the move Dragon Ascent. Okay. And I believe that's what he's... He's using there yeah, in this battle? So, somewhere in there. I'm not quite sure. It's been a while since I've watched the cinematics of it. I love how when he uses that attack, the Deoxys forms rock out of nowhere. Just kind of builds it like out of the dust that the particles like kind of floating around in space and uses it to block. Uh, Deoxys is hit by one of these blasts and then he instantly regenerates, which is really badass as well. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. If it, it seemed like he needed to concentrate to do that though, so that was kind of interesting to see. Or maybe he just thought that, oh wow, I got damaged. That's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Now I won't I won't go into like blow by blow what happens. Go watch this episode because the fight sequence here is really good. It's one of the few times we get a full on fight sequence. I felt like they should have done uh, in the prior episodes with Kyogre and Groudon. This is what they should have done. They should have done something like this, but I mean, then they wouldn't have had to have or wouldn't have been able to use the Team Magma and Team Aqua. I agree, and so. this ends with a the trainer throwing an Ultra Ball and catching Deoxys. That was pretty awesome because I think that's the real first time we get to see a legendary Pokemon caught. In Absolutely, the it is. Episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's something you don't get to see at all. And uh, the reporters are obviously shocked by this fact that someone has caught a Pokemon from outer space and they want to find out who that trainer is. However, they are caught. They are caught by the, by the scientists who ask them to turn over the flash drive. And being caught, Gabby decides to do so. Until a really bizarre moment. You want to describe what happens here? Um, she kind of dangles the USB drive. Yeah. 
and then catches it on her little Pokemon. She has a gulpin th- on the end of, gulpin, like, the chain, yeah. which is pretty awesome. I thought it very funny because a gulpin is, like, something that devours, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it kind of was like, does she devour a lot of data or something? I don't know. Yeah, no, it was it was really weird. And uh, she so as soon as she throws it across the room, runs yeah. after it, <laughs> and then picks it up, and then they get foe. And the scientists are kind of like, huh, the world isn't ready for the people to find out that information. And I feel like she's done this before because she's very, just the timing is down. Oh, yeah. She's got it down, like, perfectly. And it, she just takes off, like, whoa, 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 whoa. And the scientist <laughs> is just like, I can't believe that this is happening. We can't let this happen. And then that's Actually, the scientist it. was pretty chill. He was, he was like, actually he really chill. He his glasses and was like, we can't let this information out that means that like ready that means something is gonna happen to these bored like news people like he knows that like something's gonna stop them along the way and the uh the post elite four event in omega ruby alpha sapphire is actually called the delta episode Mm -hmm. so that's what this is basically showing here absolutely we get the basically the entirety of that episode and that is it for episode nine the scoop uh what are your thoughts on episode nine I really love the battle. I, I have to say, like, they just went all out and they did an awesome job. Um, yeah, some of the CGI was hokey with the meteor, but I think they did such a great job with Deoxys and Mega Rayquaza that it just blew it out anyways. Mm-hmm. And uh, I especially like the part where Deoxys is kind of hit and then he just goes immediately to try to kill the trainer mm-hmm. as he um, scrapes his wing or whatever it is across the, the satellite that... The trainer is standing on. So that was pretty interesting that Deoxys had a feeling, hey, uh, Mega Request is being controlled by this trainer. I Mm -hmm. need to take him out. Yeah. It was cool. I liked it. I think that some of the stuff with, like, the scientists were a little weird. But aside from that, it was a neat little slice uh, from that kind of bonus content there, which, you know, is an important part. And I'm going to go play it, I think, at some point. That's pretty cool. But it's not a slice. It's the scoop. That's true. Oh, it is the <laughs> scoop. Well, you have a slice of pie, you put a scoop of ice cream on it. It's, it's, it sounds like a good dessert. Pie a la mode. Ah, this is my last dessert. So we move on to episode 10, the old chateau. We know it's fa- a fancy place because it's called a chateau. Uh, so we start with a person walking through the woods next to a chancy. This person has green hair and turns out is Cheryl, who is actually one of the trainers from Pokemon Pearl and Diamond that you team up with throughout. And uh, going back to Pearl and Diamond, which, by the way, I love Pokemon Pearl and Diamond. They're great games. Doesn't she, like, heal heal you at certain points in the game? I think she might. And I think that what's interesting about her is that, and, and kind of she's part of a group of five different Pokemon trainers. And the five Pokemon trainers are all ones that use Pokemon based on specific stats. She only uses Pokemon with high HP. And other ones we use with like high strength, high defense, high special, high speed, so on and so forth. And yeah, and it's it's kind of cool that like she is running around with a Chansey because you know a Chansey is a Pokemon with a lot of HP. A lot some of those like kind of normal Pokemon typically have a lot of uh, HP to make up for the fact that they don't have any like really special uh, attacks or or uh, you know wait like they can't do much against certain types of of Pokemon. And I believe a Chansey runs around with Nurse Joy. Is in right? the original anime, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think in the video game, too, there's a Chansey uh, yeah. in the Pokemon Center. Yeah, so like a healing Pokemon. Yep, absolutely. So this is Cheryl, 
and uh, they walk toward an old building, the chateau, and the lights are on. The way they walk is just, the episode just starts out very creepy. It like, does. They're building a tone here. Yeah, not like Blair Witch creepy, just kind of that Japanese anime haunted trope. Absolutely. Um, and it kind of looks like they're both drunk, because you see the red blush in their cheeks and yeah. stuff, and they're kind of like, <laughs> like... They're weird characters, and I don't know if maybe it's just because they're tired because they've been walking all day, and they've yeah. been, they got lost in the forest, and that's what it is. But we looked up that the anime trope of yeah. flushed cheeks, because mm-hmm. we wanted to find out if they were actually drunk or not, but we found out that it's usually either when they're sh- shy or embarrassed, mm-hmm. or innocence, um, yeah. which I kind of felt like... I can see innocence. innocence. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, like you said, that was a good point, you know, a little exhaustion, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably something to do with it as well. So they find this old building. The headlights are on. I get a creepy vibe already from the place just from the outside. It seems... It looks pretty fancy from from their view of it. It does. And this in the game is actually... This is a part of the game that's located in a turn of forest. And you can't get there until you get the cut HM. And it is a place that has a reputation. This forest in general and the chateau have a reputation of being haunted. Uh, so this does set kind of a certain sort of tone. She's greeted by a, I guess it's a butler, even though it's, I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, there's a butler, and we just get a shot of him just staring, kind of creepily. Yeah, that was kind of weird. It's really weird. Uh, he le- decides to let them stay the night, and this is a character that you can find when you play Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, and you find the Chateau. There are actually two randomized characters that you only see at certain points, and you that you can even go through it and never see them. Uh, one is a butler and one is a girl. And if you enter a room in a certain way, you can actually see the butler in the uh, dining room. Uh, kind of in a scene we'll see in just a little bit. So It's been quite a few years since I've played uh, Pokemon Pearl, which the, is the version I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember. I don't think I ever encountered him. I don't think I ever did either, honestly. I don't think I ran into... I, I may have ran into the girl, but I don't think I ever saw the butler at all. Right from the get-go, he just looks like a psycho old... Yeah, there's something Dude. off. And uh, as they're walking up that staircase, mm-hmm. there's a picture of him, or what seems to be him. Seems to be, yeah. Um, and then as Chansey and Cheryl walk up the other side of the staircase going up past the picture, the mm-hmm. eyes turn red. I thought that was a, a neat little... That was really cool. I really, picture there. really enjoyed that. That's pretty neat. They go to dinner, and there's a huge table full of food, which, by the way, if you look very closely at the shots, there are some berries, because if you play some of the later Pokemon games that have the berries and go through and kind of, like, show you the image of what they all look like, you know, like in Pokemon Sun and Moon, for example, you can use the Pokemon Island, the Pelago, to go and, like, plant berries and stuff, and they show up the pictures of what they are. So there are some of those berries on the table. I don't think you ever did much in Hotel Rishizumo. No. In Pokemon X and Y. No, I did not. Um, there's an actual part where you're basically a waiter and you take down yeah, orders. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that, that kind of reminded me you know, of that because you know they make food out of those berries mm-hmm. too. Absolutely. So. so they've got this giant feast. The food is all throughout the table except Cheryl and the Chansey have no food on their plates. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Very bizarre. And then they start to eat said food. They think that their plates are full. So then they start eating. And the worst part of the whole episode, they do that thing where 
you have a knife and a fork, yeah. and they're grating the knife on the plate, and it just hurt my teeth and my brain just listening to the, like, 30 seconds of that. Cheryl kind of just lazily just stared at her plate like she was under some spell, Yeah, and I was like, oh, this place is haunted. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the cutest part of this whole thing is when Chancey finishes her, her food <laughs> and then burps. Yeah, <laughs> the butler kind of just looks... At Chansey oddly and then laughs. Yeah, and the Chansey, the, the Chansey's burp like literally comes out like a brown air. smoke in there. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck? That's awesome. Maybe Chansey's fart out of their mouth. May- oh no! Gross! <laughs> Hippos do. Do they really? Yes. This is your fun fact science corner part two. <laughs> Holy cow. Hippos are frightening. They are. They, they are. are. They are killers. They are. So this creeper of a guy starts kind of taking them up these, you know, oh, no. down he these hallways. He immediately is like, after they're done eating, let me show you to your rooms. Uh, okay. Nope, I think I'm leaving now. I'm going to sleep outside. Yeah. Uh, so th- so he does. He leads them around, and we get like a almost like a, a shot from like something like The Shining or yes. something, like a long hallway. And we they, they turn. like they're, He's leading the way. They turn a, turn a corner, and all of a sudden, he's not in front of them. And then he comes up behind them and walks past them again and says, come on. Yeah, that was pretty odd, because I'm like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. I didn't catch it the first time. Like, I had to kind of, like, rewatch it. And then he melts into the fucking floor. Yeah, and he turns into this purple puddle. That was while doing so. fucking nuts. And they're just kind of like, what? Uh... And then there's, like, this haze of, like, thunder and smoke and clouds behind them. It's like four separate purple clouds yeah. and thundering. And lightning. they obviously run down the hallway trying to get away. The thunder and the and the lightning and everything turns into what looks like a weird-looking egg, like something out of Aliens, and then it hatches. And then we get inside. A haunter. Yes. And actually, it is a badass-looking yes. haunter. The animation is super, super creepy on it. Super cool. And it then devours them. <laughs> and we think this would probably be the end of the episode, but no, they wake up. And you notice they're in some sort of library, but did you also notice like how things have changed in the uh, chateau? Yeah, the I think the illusion has finally been dropped, and you see just the cobwebs all over the library, and mm-hmm. they're sitting on the sofa, passed out. Yeah, so they wake up, and and you think maybe, just maybe, that all this is a weird sort of dream. That maybe they found the chateau. There wasn't a person there. They just fell asleep on this couch, which I guess could be the the circumstance. We don't From know one hundred percent. Yeah. But, you know, when we get that sort of moment where it's like, oh, thank God, it's a hap- like somewhat of a happy ending, we get a scene where a bunch of books start falling and there's like some shaking and a single picture or piece of paper floats down and lands in their lap. She reads it and it says, something so peculiar should make off with the moat, which is a really weird thing. And she doesn't know what it means. And I don't know what it means, honestly. I, to be honest, I couldn't figure it out either. Now, in the game, you can find, uh, you can find this message as well. And it is very similar, but there are letters missing. So it's some, hing, so, peku, ar, shu, make off, if, the moth. So, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a similar sort of message, and I don't know exactly what it represents, but I do know that a creepy girl floats down. Carrying a creepy Baneri. 
And, I don't know, you want to describe this girl? Not quite like the grun, the grunge. Is there the grudge? Kind of, kind of similar to the grudge, though, right? I think that was the whole gist, though. Yeah, they just didn't want to go all out with it. Yeah, like, kind of darker hair, kind of scarier eyes, like, dark eyes. Like, everything about her was creepy. She's this little girl. She's holding this bunny, which I couldn't tell if it was a real bunny or if it was, like, a like a doll. A stuffed animal, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was probably a doll. Yeah, it was weird. And she basically says something like, oh, you had to read it. Oh, my dear. And then there's screams, and we pan to the outside, and that that's it. That's the episode. That's episode 10, The Old Chateau. What do you think? Well, I think we don't know what happens to uh, Cheryl and Jampy. Poor Cheryl. I feel bad for Cheryl. She's <laughs> such a sweet little girl. Well, I mean, she carries a Pokemon around her that's got high HP, so maybe she throws the Chansey. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, you've got high HP. Bye. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not how, what Pokemon's about. Pokemon's I mean, about love. Don't you... I mean, in horror movies, you always see the people who are... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Who are beefier get taken out. <laughs> oh my god. So let us know what you think happened to Cheryl. And we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll read that in the next episode. So yeah, that is, uh, it's an interesting episode. I like it. I like the animation. I like that we get a, like a horror episode. Like that's cool. Like you don't see a, enough horror in Pokemon. So like there are some creepy things in Pokemon. So it's neat that they decided to take one of them and kind of play it out for us. Yeah, it definitely felt like it was a throwback to The Shining, especially with that hallway, mm-hmm. uh, minus the twin girls. Absolutely. But, um, but still, I mean, we have one little girl and a creepy ass butler. Yeah. So that's uh, episode nine, the scoop. Episode ten, the old chateau. Anything else you want to add this week? Oh, I can't wait to keep reviewing some of the uh, episodes, and finally, I I really definitely want to get on towards one the first Pokemon movie review for sure. Yeah, that's what I think we're gonna do after we finish these next several episodes. If we are kind of looking at this correctly, we'd only have four more episodes to review if we do two at a time for Pokemon Generations. And speaking of next time, we've got two more episodes for you. We've got the New World. And the Magma Stone. So there Liquid you go. Liquid hot magma. Magma. So we're going to talk about those next time. And I think that they'll, they're they kind of interesting ones. They're not, I don't, I don't think, if I remember, because I think I've watched these two. I don't yeah, think they're do. as good as 9 and 10. But they definitely are interesting. So we'll, we'll get there. We'll get like another kind of uh, Diamond and Pearl episode. And then uh, I can't remember what the next one kind of goes from. If it's Probably this one. Probably black. I think it's black white. and white. Yeah, I think it's black and white. I think episodes 12 and 13 are black and white. Yeah. So we will be back next week with a review of Trigon episode 19, Hang Fire. So don't worry, we will be getting back to some more Trigun. We've got a total of eight episodes left with Trigun. We've got four episodes left with Pokemon Generations. We've got something really special coming up this summer that Bill, Josh, and myself are going to be working on once we kind of wrap up with Trigun as well. So lots of really good stuff coming up. Once again, this has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where a cute, beautiful trainer who might be reddish in tint uh, brings along a wonderful Chansey who might be a blue Chansey, and talk about anime. I don't think I want to be a Chansey. <laughs> hey, hey, let's end real quick with this. Like, what Pokemon would you want to be if you could be any Pokemon? If I could be any Pokemon, yeah. I would probably be Oshawott. <laughs> I love it so much. I would probably be an Aerodactyl, because I would love to fly, but I would also be made of rock.
<laughs> and that's just badass. You kind of look like an aerodactyl. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I'm red. I'm Andy. I'm Ray. I'm blue. <laughs> and we will see you whenever we do our next one. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Geek and Gamer Guild, the Slasher Sanitarium, Pwn Stars, New Blood Rising, and our newest show, Words of Geekdom. Ha <laughs> <laughs>